right, Mike. So we are back again. We are. Another... And there are, yeah, there are a whole bunch of new updates that have come out. So we've got another round of speculation to go through. Yeah, it's actually uh, pretty exciting stuff, all things considered. Sure is. Uh, so I guess we could, um, where we could probably start in here is, uh, it looks like over the weekend, uh, GW released a preview. Uh, I think a lot of this actually came out, if I recall correctly, Gen Con was this past weekend. And mm-hmm. they started previewing a bunch of new stuff. And one of the big things is um, they're, they're basically releasing a Space Marines 2.0 codex, uh, you know, fresh with a whole new cover art and everything. And yep. what's significant about that is they've started talking about some of the new rules they're going to be doing. So in, the, in one of the previous updates, one of the things that was spotted by some folks looking at the new data sheets uh, was that they had a special uh, ability on some of the new data sheets, and it was called Angels of Death. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people were wondering what that was. And, you know, I don't think it's too much of a shocker, but lo and behold, it sounds like what they've done is they've taken the bolter discipline, the... Um, and they should know fear. Yep. And, and then uh, they've added this new rule, which is the shock assault rule. So, mm-hmm. on a, which is basically when a unit is charged, charges, or performs a heroic intervention, and they have this rule... Uh, they get plus one attack for the pro, uh, proceeding fight phase, which is pretty dang powerful. Yeah, the following fight phase. <laughs> proceeding. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, actually a, a huge boon to the Marine armies in general. Uh, I think uh, one of the things that I know I've always complained about, and I th- other people have too, is that uh, Marines are sort of supposed to be the jack-of-all-trades army. And... Um, the idea being that they can function well in any environment, but uh, in Malay they've always kind of suffered in recent editions because they just don't get many attacks. Um, and I think this helps them tremendously. Do you think some of that is due to the power curve in the game and that, you know, as new codecs oh, come out? Yeah. Um, so it used to be having two attacks a model was a big deal. Now we have like orcs and a dark Eldar, which is getting four attacks a model is pretty much standard. And, uh, just Marines haven't been able to keep up and uh, as opposed to giving them a stat block change uh, I think this new rule uh, will help them considerably in uh, regards to actually making them viable as an assault army again as much as you've seen some outliers like the smash captains and such those are aren't indicative of the entire range uh, whereas this will help the entire army yeah, now it's certainly going to take things like those Smash Captains and make them even better now, um, which is yeah. kind of scary. Um, but, uh, you know, for the betterment of the Army, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see whether they apply that, um, that rule to all the units because the interesting thing is they don't necessarily have to give things like Smash Captains or, you know, if you think about it, you know, HQ choices don't necessarily need to have that rule. They don't really need bolter discipline. They don't really need, uh, you know, a lot of those other things because you're not, you're not usually using those guys to fire stuff like blast cannons or things like that. They're usually you get into combat and fight stuff. Mm-hmm. I imagine they'll give it to the, um, the characters as well. I, I don't, I can't really think of a reason why they wouldn't. And so it does help the smash cap considerably. However, I'm based off of previous rules adjustments. I'm imagining that with how overplayed that the blood angels captains are, they might see a points increase here eventually just because of things that tend to sort of be ubiquitous tend to get tuned down. So do you think that's also going to apply to some other stuff that might deserve some point increases as well? I I Uh, think so. Um, Okay. Uh, I imagine this codex will do a lot of like what the uh, Chaos Mark II codex did, uh, where things got adjusted to sort of bring them in line with how they're intended to be. Because um, Chaos came out in fantastic shape uh, out of that uh, the new codex. 
Well, speaking of chaos, they, the, one of the other things they mentioned in this in this announcement was the fact that chaos is going to be getting a similar rule uh, where they will also be receiving the shock assault rule. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, fantastic. Um, but it helps chaos, again, function as an assault army, whereas outside of a few outliers, most chaos armies try to play fairly shooting uh, because shooting is just sort of so solid. Well, it's what they play right now, but it, the rules for a lot of the armies are very assault-based. Mm-hmm. You know, Emperor's Children, World Eaters, they're both very much oh, yeah. getting close and, you know, friendly. Uh, Even Red Corsairs uh, definitely benefits from the extra attack. Very much so. Um, and uh, the interesting thing about it is this might have been something that was planned uh, because one of the FAQ updates that recently came out for Cast Space Marines actually very weirdly addressed the fight twice ability of the world or the berserkers or any unit for that matter that fights twice. Um, but specifically the berserkers here, uh, one of the things that was interesting is the fact that they only get their bonus attack, like that additional bonus attack for charging on the first to- the first round of attacks that you use them for. So, so with this, what they would actually do with, you know, if it holds true and they get the shock assault, uh, without any kind of modifications there, uh, this would mean that berserkers now would essentially have, um, they'll get what, four attacks on the first round of combat, which is pretty scary for each dude. Oh yeah. And the big problem's always been with berserkers that you don't want to take them in big squads. Um, you know, you need the output of about what you get out of 10 guys, but a lot, I think what most people would do with them competitively is they'd run them in like eight man squads, maybe, maybe seven, six or seven. And that's kind of along the range. What I did is I found I could take a few less and get the same output of them. Because really, if you think about it, they get into combat, they get through a couple rounds of combat and then they pretty much die. Like I, I, they're almost like blood letters, uh, but just, you know, they get in there, they do their thing, they die, and then that's it. And so you kind of have to play them accordingly. So if you know you're going to lose them, you really only just need enough to get that output that you want out of them. And they mm-hmm. pretty much, just, with their chain axes, they can pretty much just murder everything. Yeah. So what's interesting about this is right now, the way the rules are set up, and this has been kind of one of the big things that I've seen people talking about is the fact that Zangors have the Heretic Astartes rule. And it's funny that this mm-hmm. always surprises people who don't play Thousand Sons, uh, and maybe even some folks who do play them. Uh, but they do have the Heretic Astartes rule, um, which is kind of interesting because the Bolter Discipline rule targets Heretic Astartes. Now, if they're rolling out this update for Chaos in a similar fashion, they're going to be rolling it out with a keyword of some kind for Chaos, and then they'll they'll probably... <laughs> Um, redu- you know, release an errata or something like that where they either publish new data sheets or they just simply say, add this to the data sheet or take this out of the data sheet, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I could see them just basically saying like um, the sorcerers, Aramon, um, the rubric marines, terminators, you know, the, the actual marine units will get that keyword. Um, maybe even the rhinos and predators and things like that. But then after that, that's it. Like you won't see it on the, on the Zangors or anything, because if it was applied the same way, Zangors would get plus one to attack as well. Yeah. I I don't. uh, So based off the way that um, they worded their, the chaos getting these new rules there, it sounds like they're releasing updated data sheets for the units in question. Right, um, and so I don't imagine that Zengors will get it. Mostly because, as much as they're these big beefy goatmen, they aren't actually Astartes. That's right, they aren't. However, let's think with just a gameplay hat on for a second. Would it be too crazy for them to actually get that? Um, I mean, how many points are Zengors these days? Seven a piece. Seven. Yes. I mean, even with the additional attack, they're not. With you the don't get the output of blood letters, right? Attack. Well, you you'll get more attacks than blood letters, but you won't have the AP. Right. Um, so with chain swords that puts you at three attacks a model, that honestly, that's not 
terribly overpowered. Um, other assault armies get similar or better uh, on their basic troops um, at a similar or better price point. And even most close combat, I mean, look at cultists. That's a good example. Yeah. When you take the close combat cultists, they get an additional attack. Mm-hmm. Um, with the um, with the blades, if you take the blades, you do get an additional attack there. So they're they're two apiece. Um, but at three apiece, I don't think that's. I don't I think don't it's too crazy. Do I think it, it's game I, breaking at three apiece now? You do? I do not. Um, I just I don't imagine that they'll give it to them. Just because right. it's not in the spirit of what they're trying to do is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, is sort of what I my take on it. So we'll be we'll be coming back around to this a little bit more on Thousand Suns. Um, but it seems like one of the things that might be um, coming up is more of a <laughs> an update uh, on codexes. Yeah, though I guess one. Circling back one final time, I lost like one of the chaos cultists also have the heretic Astartes keyword. Yeah, so technically they would get it too. So you'd have uh, what uh, three attack cultists? Yep. I mean, you're hitting on fours there. So I, I mean, again, I don't think it'd be game breaking. Just as a sort of again, not sort of the spirit of what the rule is supposed to intend. Um, but yeah, uh, the codex, the the way they're doing this release is actually really cool. Um, which I'm hoping chaos gets similar treatment uh, whenever they get their mm-hmm. well, new supplements. Yes. The S word, <laughs> the uh, shade well, of seventh edition of raises his ugly head again. It is. I, you know, it's interesting because it feels like the, the way the edition has been going, we are, it is feeling very much like we are slipping into or back into some of the issues that we countered with seventh edition where you know the rules are bloating a little bit the amount of books you need for each army i mean it it doesn't seem to be improving on that on that front yeah. or am i wrong uh, i mean no i, I think you're 100 percent uh correct i mean this, look at this way if you want to play imperium you need to have at least your main codex any other codexes you want to ally in with your main codex a white dwarf so you have the imperial assassins data sheets plus the uh, for Vigilist Defiant book in case you have any um, special detachments in there. Mm-hmm. Chaos, you it's a little better, but um, in this case you need your main Chaos book, maybe Demons or the regular main Chaos uh, Space Frame book or Night book, and then Vigilist, Vigilist Ablaze. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to play uh, Inari, you have to have the White Dwarf plus all three Eldar codexes. It's just there are certain armies out there that some of them are seeing more play than others, but uh, require a ridiculous amount of books to carry around. And that's before we even start getting into these supplements. And that seems to be where they're going now, right? Like yeah. the, with some of the you know the loyalist flavors of the the legions here, things like Crimson Fists and. Um, you know, white scars and ultramarines, they, they are all packed into this one book very much like in the chaos space Marine book. But now what they've announced in the recent update here is that all of them are going to get their own books or they haven't quite revealed which ones, but it's pretty clear that they're, they're starting with what ultramarines and white scars and yes. then are coming. Uh, yeah. So now for them, you're going to need an additional book on top of that, which is kind of so, what you right? Yeah. Which is so as much as I'm complaining about the supplement creep, I also think it's a good thing, and I've been sort of calling for it for years. Uh, why do we have a old, a effectively Ultramarines Codex and a Dark Angels Codex and a Blood Angels Codex whenever they they all share the same units at their core, and then they have like one or two little sort of flavor units sprinkled in? Uh, I'd much rather that. We like okay. We have our main codex with all the stuff we share, and then if you want to play a particular flavor of marine, well, then you buy the supplement. It has the dozen or half dozen or so units that are unique to your army. But that way, everyone is familiar with okay. This is what we do, and then this is our extra stuff. As opposed to if you want to start a new army of marines, for instance, you now currently have to buy a completely full new full-priced codex and not all of your stuff will be the same. 
So it's kind of like the video game model, right? For a lot yeah. of stuff where if, if I want to play say Diablo two or three or whatever, you know, I go pull that game out. I can play the vanilla edition and mm-hmm. you know, I can get plenty out of the game playing that. Like if I want to play, you know, some character or whatever, but then if there's more things I want to unlock, well then I have to go buy this additional expansion pack essentially to, yeah. to add on. So it seems like that's kind of what they're doing here. And, yeah. and if you really uh, look at it, the chaos Mark two codex did the same thing yes, um, because the Mark two codex is all the generic units. And then vigilance ablaze has all of the black Legion specific stuff. Yeah. We talked about this a bit. We Which, talked about you'd need certain, mm-hmm. you know, in order to do certain things, especially the renegades and things like that, you'd need the vigilance ablaze to get those extra yeah. special rules. And so what I'm hoping is that we'll eventually see a world eaters, um, emperor's children, like night Lords, all these sort of uh, get supplements as well. That way they can have, sort of very iconic war gear options and even special units for, uh, as an example, and maybe even circle back around. So the thousand suns sort of get a bigger piece of the pie from the actual chaos space Marine uh, codex. And Not so it's probably an internal, like a marketing thing for them on where, where they draw the line between this army just gets a supplement versus this army gets a full codex yeah. and where they draw the line in terms of, you know, it's interesting now when you pull up that faction drop down, uh, you can go to Games Workshop and you can just look at how you filter armies or models or things like that on their mm-hmm. store. Whether they call that out as its own faction or whether it becomes, you know, hey, look, you're just a sub faction of something, something bigger that you're just mm-hmm. lumped under. Uh, you know, and I think with the case of Emperor's Children and, um, you know, World Eaters, they, they probably deserve to be on their own because they have enough they have enough content there for, for each of those armies. Um, but then you have stuff like iron warriors and, you know, some of the, I guess they're the shattered legions that are left or undivided, I guess, um, that they kind of still need some kind of help there. And hopefully if they're circling around now, we're going to get into, um, in in just a second, we're going to get into some of these new chapter tactics, but if they're circling Mm -hmm. around similarly to the chaos space Marine chapters, um, it seems like they're, those would be good things to target to say, okay, let's start improving some of those chapter tactics or tacking some stuff onto them to make them a little bit up, kind of catch up to the power curve a bit. Yeah. And then on the, I guess the last of the new releases um, in regards to, there are actually two new models out. So if you want a bigger and beefier Tigarius or um, Corsair Ocon, that that is now a, a thing. Which, um, following the Marnius Calgar trend, I suppose. But, Seems like kind of one of those token releases to me, though, where they just kind of release something kind of eye-catchy to, to fire up, you know, the players who own those armies. Like, hey, we got something new. Why don't you grab it? And I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. However, I, I will say that the new Corsero Con model looks way better than the old one does. Oh, it sure does. It's without like, a doubt. I would, giant it, eagle it and the... The sword it's a beautiful model so now that we're talking about them why don't we start to jump into some of these chapter updates that they've got and we'll just kind of go right through the order of uh what they what they came out with so crimson fists um th- it used to be their ability was that if you had like if you were shooting with them and you were a unit of five or so and the opposition had like double the amount of units that they had like 10 or more mm-hmm. um you essentially could uh, get an additional hit or plus one to hit or was it plus one or an additional attack? I'm pulling Forget, forget what the old one was, but in either way, what they've updated it to is that if you're outnumbered like that, you get plus one to your hit. Um, and then a vehicle model uh, that has that tac- tactic counts as five models. Um, so you'd still have to have at least 10 before you could get that. Mm-hmm. And the last thing they gave them was just kind of like a little bit of a cherry topper, which is now unmodified hit rolls of six score an additional hit, which means yeah. even if you get a bonus hit, it doesn't matter. Um, it's still only going to be on sixes that explode. So it's, it's kind of controlled. It's not going to get out of control. there too strong, but it seems like they're just very good at just fighting bigger hordes that outnumber them. 
Yeah, actually, something interesting about a rule like this, if you can give the, a unit with this rule rerolls against a unit that gives you penalties to hit, like an Eldar Flyer, mm-hmm. uh, you can generate a ridiculous amount of additional hits because on un- the unmodified sixes, you'll get more of them after the rerolls. Uh, true, but rerolls are before modifiers, and you'd have to have a failed attack. Mm-hmm. In most cases, in order to reroll again. So, if you're hitting on say threes, it would mean you'd you'd gain an additional one because of the, uh, you know, your you could reroll the fours. I think because it wouldn't be if you're at minus one to hit. Yeah, you'd only be able to reroll four uh, or th- mm-hmm. twos. You, twos or ones three. and twos would be what yeah. you'd be rolling. That's what it is. Hey, math, math is still something I struggle at, folks. We haven't made any. We haven't made any progress on that front. But in any case, they they seem to have a pretty good. Uh, it, it's not over the top. It's not crazy. It's just kind of a nice, you know, little improvement to them. However, they couple that with another little thing uh, that they just kind of snuck in there was the fact that the stalker bolt rifle um, was upgraded to two damage. And the yes. nice thing about the stalker is it's a thirty-six inch range heavy one bolter. Uh, which basically just has um, a similar stat line to the Infernal Bolter uh, before. Mm-hmm. It was strength four, AP minus two, two damage, but now, or one damage, but now it's been upgraded to two damage. And the interesting thing about that is now your exploding sixes uh, can, can generate more hits with those and it gets pretty good. The even better thing is that in Vigilus Defiant, there is a stratagem for an Indominus Crusader um, squad to be able to, uh, for one CP, you can take your stalkers and fire them at characters. So now all of a sudden, all your big squad of intercessors just became, you know, a big squad of intercessor snipers at a 36 inch range, which is pretty good. And you're going to be generating mortal wounds on top of that uh, because the stratagem gives you a six plus or a six up mortal wound generation, much like sniper rifles. Yeah. Which is pretty good. It's a pretty nice little strat there. So, but the stalkers, I believe, will work good, and you know, with that upgrade and profile, that'll work good with everybody. Yeah. So um, next, Black Templars with their righteous zeal. So previously, this chapter tactic was kind of bad. Um, you and let them reroll charge rolls um, with your Black Templar infantry and dreadnoughts. Now. Oh, and here's the other, the big kicker about the chapter taxes before we go any further. They now apply to every unit in an army, not just the infantry and dreadnoughts. So you can now, for like, so the like the Crimson Fists, their vehicles uh, get these bonuses too. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of funny if you think about something like the Storm or the um, Storm Raven, yeah, with it uh, with its massive amount of bolters. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you take that into a squad of boys. Well, great. Now I'm exploding sixes on all those rolls. Anything basically yeah. with lots and lots of bullets is all of a sudden really good. Yeah. So uh, going back to Black Templars, though, the Righteous yeah. Zeal now lets them re-roll any or all of the dice. So now if you get a one and a six, they can choose to re-roll the one, or if you just roll bad on both dice, re-roll them both, which is a huge improvement over the... Uh, previous yeah. version of this rule and I, I really wish that other armies got something similar well i'm hoping uh we'll we'll kind of we'll we'll take another peruse through this after we've gotten through these and talk about how these might apply to the to the chaos legions um mm-hmm. as they as they get around to updating them but uh you know that that is a huge uh probability increaser there being able to roll re-roll one or both um mm-hmm. if you've ever looked at you know, trying to make a charge with your Zangors or something, and you've got Gaze of Fate in your back pocket, you can you can know that coupled with a command re-roll that you re-roll both dice. And the ability to, to be able to re-roll one or both if you need them is a lot better than, oh yes, I have to re-roll both or mm-hmm. nothing. But wait, there's more. In addition, oh. when a model with this tactic would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound from, you know, things like psychic powers or sniper rifles, uh, roll a d6. On a 5-up, that wound is not lost. I'm crying in dust right now. Which, um, oh yeah, that that's, uh, makes these guys really good versus a Thousand, thousand Suns in particular. Because not only do they have their 4-up 
uh, deny power uh, stratagem for single command point. Now they can just take saves. So um, what's interesting is these guys kind of line up really well with uh, world eaters. Hint, hint. Oh, yes. Might, I mean, if world eaters get, ha- get just this, world eaters <laughs> be in great shape. <laughs> well, there's also the Imperial fists, which, Oh yeah. They've gotten a quite a bit of an upgrade. So they're the, um, I think the Crimson's Fists are successors to Imperial Fists. If yes, I they are. So they're going to share some stuff in here, which I, I like how they did this. So first of all, when you're resolving attack, uh, an attack mage with a range weapon, um, they don't receive cover. So that's pretty much everything doesn't get cover against them. Uh, that's right in line with Iron Warriors who also have the same thing. What's really cool about that is they've, tweaked some of the other legions and some of their other traits, which we'll get to uh, where some of their stuff behaves like cover now, rather than uh, other abilities that they used to have. Um, You you also have uh, lots of things that can just pretty much anybody basically can take the cover strat or pop the cover strat against something Mm -hmm. to get plus one to their save. Uh, So if you've got all those bolters and things like that, that you're, you got exploding hits on now, well, you know, if you're going to pop cover, well, great. I, I ignore cover army wide. And that's, that's really, really huge. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of different things you can put that on that'll be really good. Um, Health, thinking Devastators or, you know, just practically anything that would be even just toe in to cover. Um, mm-hmm. However, the one other thing that they've done is they've said, in addition, uh, an unmodified hit roll of six scores an additional attack, just like the Crimson Fist tactic. So yes. not only are you ignoring cover now, you also get that little bit of a bonus extra attack um, which is it's really nice it's not over the top it's not too crazy but it does help them out a little bit yeah which this um, effectively replaces their previously kind of useless uh, bonus versus buildings um, and it really is very iconic ability that the imperial fist have because the, their bolter drill has always been sort of their thing and uh, I'm glad to sort of see them get back into form. But there is there are a couple differences here. So I want to point these out real quick. And I hadn't noticed these earlier. So um, Crimson Fists get its bonus on any, its first bonus when it was, if they're outnumbered, they get that mm-hmm. bonus on anything, not just shooting, but also in combat. They only get their exploding sixes on bolt weapons. Correct. Imp- Imperial Fits, on the other hand, um, only get the exploding sixes on bolt weapons, uh, but they get ignore cover on everything. So any ranged weapon gets to ignore cover, but bolt weapons like bolters, so on, mm-hmm. those all get exploding sixes. So there's kind of a big difference there. Yeah. All right. Ultra Smurfs or Ultramarines, if you're feeling more polite. Uh, so their ch- uh, chapter tactic actually is probably the least change. Um, so they still retain the ability to. Uh, fall back and shoot. Um, however, at the, the minus one to hit. However, they also get plus one to their leadership. Because um, really, Ultramarines, the Shepard Tactic was probably the second best out of all of them. And um, uh, this isn't a huge change there because how often do you actually see Marines fail leadership? They tend to all die first. But. Um, not a whole lot changing. It is pretty. It is pretty good, though. I mean, the fact that you can still play your gun line with those guys and have Bobby G in the background, yep. which is probably a good time to talk about it. This seems like they, you know, with with what they're doing here and the fact that they can all take these extra unit or the extra, um, or they've given some of the extra stuff to other armies now. I'm wondering if Bobby G's heading for a little bit of a, you know take the edges off him a little bit. Um, and, you know, someone made a very good point that um, he's essentially holding back a lot of the Space Marine armies in a way, because mm-hmm. if you think about the way he multiplies Space Marines, they have yeah. to they have to account for that in all the weapons and the profiles for everything. So I wonder if this is a turning point where they start to realize that and start to make some changes where they can they can help the other Legion or the other... Uh, chapters and not have to, you know, I t- you know, I guess put training wheels on them so that they don't get out of control with body G. Yeah. Which I think is part of the reason why they left the ultramarines uh, t- tactic alone is because the other ones definitely needed the help. Whereas ultramarines at least see play because of Gilliman. Yeah. Well, we got one more. Uh, well, a couple more actually. Oh, a couple uh, more. What are you talking yeah. about? 
Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, what you need to work on your math skills. Yeah, that's. We'll we'll just not talk about that anymore. <laughs> uh, white scars. Uh, so they have a similar ability to ultramarines, where they can fall back and charge rather than fall back and shoot. Um, however, their biker models also get the ability to move and fire heavy weapons uh, without penalty, and they also get to move in advance and fire assault weapons without mm-hmm. penalty, which is pretty good. That's pretty good. Although nobody's really using bikes all that much. Maybe scout bikes get pretty cool, but we'll have to we'll have to kind of see what uh, what kind of builds can come out of that. Yeah. So effectively what this does is so previously white scars could still fall back and charge. Um, and, but their secondary ability, if you want to refer to it as such, is they added two to their advance and turbo boost rolls, uh, which made them a little faster. Um, really, this, with bikes being actually a primarily a shooting unit, um, allows them to actually play up that role and encourages use of things like flamers and um, melted guns on their bikes and the assault bolters on your um, primaris units. Which and, uh, I think bikes are they're in a weird spot mathematically because the mm-hmm. chaos bikes are kind of in a similar spot. Now the the loyalist bikes are maybe a little bit better because they I think they get a little bit better weapon options on some of their stuff or maybe a few yeah. or more attacks or something like that where they're just you know point for point between the two. They're, the the loyalist ones are just better all around. The chaos bikes are man they. They kind of suffer, uh, you know, for the points you pay for them and what they do. You know, I've, I've toyed around with like melta bikes and just kind of seeing what I can do. And, and they just, you know, for the points you dump into them, they're great. They can get anywhere you want, but they also fall apart super fast. I mean, they're, they're yeah. still just three up power armor, you know, that's it. So, yeah. The other thing I guess that they gained from this is they can now advance and charge um, army wide which is a fairly nice change to the, what they had before. Yeah, I guess that is a – was that just a small rewarding that they made where yeah. if you advance or fall back, you can still charge? Yeah, because previously it was only if you fell back. That makes um, sense. And so it actually makes them a well, a lightning-fast army as opposed to sort of a little fast. Yeah. Well, Mike, Raven Guard are next. Um, I'll save salamanders Salamanders for you because I was kind of alluding to Raven guard here. Um, They essentially had been kind of the counterpart to alpha Legion and alpha Legion's great because you're out. If you shoot them and you're outside of 12, you get minus one to hit, which is really, really good. Like it's almost the de facto start with that trait, unless there's a reason to take another one um, or a better reason. Uh, So what they've done is, kind of going to allude to what I think is coming for Alpha Legion as well. And this kind of continues in the path of them addressing some of maybe the overpowered um, or, or kind of ridiculously better than other Legion's uh, abilities. So now, instead of getting minus one to hit by default, uh, you will be treated as being in cover if you are further than 12 inches. Now, remember, this applies to everything in the Army. So all your vehicles, all your flyers, if you shoot at it outside of 12, you count as being in cover, which can be pretty cool. Um, think about your flyers and things like that. Minus one to hit already, and now you're going to be in cover as well. Um, on top of that, if you're entirely on or within a terrain feature and you're not a vehicle, then you get the minus one to hit. So let's say I take my um, Alpha Legion, I got my Alpha Legion Chaos Space Marines, and I just stick them into a ruin. Uh, and I get shot at by a, a wyvern or something like that, well, now I'm going to be at minus one to hit from that. So um, on top of being in cover and benefiting from that. So it's actually, um, it's toned down a little bit. So I can't just get minus one to hit sitting out in an open anymore. Um, I have to be in a terrain to get that benefit. But yeah. and vehicles, if you're a vehicle, you can't, you can't get that. So mm-hmm. uh, things like, uh, I don't know, your predators, you can't just go tow in on a ruin and, and get that benefit or something like that. But yeah. And to- it's... Important to note that the uh, minus one to hit is still contingent on being more than 12 inches away. That's true. Yep. So case in point, the, the wyvern probably will be outside that 12 inches. But if you, you know, deep strike in and you're within 12 or something, yeah, you're probably not going to get that. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Mike. Salamanders, take it away. Salamanders. All right. So salamanders previously had a pretty decent uh, – uh, 
chapter tactic. Effectively, they got to re-roll a single failed hit and a single failed wound roll every time it shoots or fights. Now, um, whenever a salamander fires Overwatch or shoots or fights, you can re-roll a single hit roll and a single wound roll as per normal. Um, in addition, whenever attacks are made against them with AP minus one, those attacks are treated as have been AP zero. Uh, really, the the AP minus one thing is sort of just icing on the cake. The big change here is that uh, inc- explicitly includes Overwatch in the rerolls mentioned earlier. Now, it's interesting how that's worded because it wouldn't necessarily apply to something like Inferno Vaulters, where it's AP minus two. They, it Correct. wouldn't affect it at all. But it's just a light armor penetration. Just they don't care about so things like auto cannons, heavy bolters, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, Zangor just- blades. Zangor blades. They just don't care. <laughs> yep. Wow. That actually is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not game breaking, but um, I think it, it works very nicely with sort of what they're supposed to be, um, especially when um, compared to the next chapter on our list of chapters. The Iron Hands. Yes. The flesh is weak. All right, so these guys have uh, had a bit of a storied history, uh, mostly with people abusing their feel-no-pain. So previously, their feel-no-pain was, well, this feel-no-pain. On a six-up, they ignore um, a lost wound. So mm-hmm. Straightforward. Uh, they still do that. Um, in addition, they uh, I guess they're cribbing off of their Dark Angel brethren somewhat. Uh, whenever they f- resolve Overwatch, they hit on fives or sixes, which is okay. very potent. Uh, yep. Most armies need to use a stratagem for that, or Tau. Yep. Uh, in addition, models with this tactic that have a damage table are considered to have, have double the number of wounds remaining. Effectively, they get three different chapter tactics for the price of one. It's, uh, that's uh, real damn good. Yeah, that, that's really, really good. Um, I mean, that opens up a, a decent number of options because one of the sort of the downsides of taking like the so, most of the Primaris vehicles is that as much as they're big and mean and tough, they aren't tough enough to survive consecutive rounds of shooting at mm-hmm. without being reduced to their lower categories. So now the Repulsor or the big Dreadnought, um, the Redemptor? The Redemptor? Yeah, the, the Repulsor um, probably the scarier one right now yeah. because of well, that point. can actually see play. Yeah, the 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 executioner probably is not going not going to get run as much based on the just the weird point decrease or increase they received, mm-hmm. um, which they they shot up thirty points. Um, kind of unfortunate because I I don't know that we were even if you think about these rules in place. I mean you you were dang near three hundred points for one of those um, as it was. Now they're well over three hundred points and. I just don't, I didn't see, even in my own playing with them, I didn't see anything that just said, you know what, these things are too cheap um, yeah. versus the, uh, you know, Cladius or something like that, where it's just, it's blatantly obvious that they <laughs> are way too, way too cheap for what you get. Yeah. Uh, but the Repulsor, on the other hand, fits this really well because you want something that's going to dish out lots of attacks, lots of shots. And mm-hmm. um, the Repulsor does that in, <laughs> in droves. Uh, on top of just being able to be a really strong vehicle and consider the fact that now it's going to have a six up feel no pain on top oh, of, yeah. you know, whatever damage you do to it, that's, that's going to take the edge off. Of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, overwatching is going to be awesome with those things. So you're just, and you're doubling your wounds for, for, you know, whatever damage they take. So you're, you're at least in your main category, probably until you get down to like one wound or your second, your second tier, at least until you get down to one wound. So yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty dang good. Oh yeah. So that that concludes all of the chapters. Now, where this gets interesting is there's lots of things in here that kind of hint at what we could be in for on the chaos side of things. Um, so first of all, it, it's very obvious that what they've decided to do is start bringing Marines up to par with other armies where things like Dark Eldar, Eldari, they all got they, they have their traits apply to everything. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge, it's a huge boon for them versus, you know, your regular space Marines and where we only get that on our troops or like a particular couple of units. Now with everything, um, by re kind of evaluating some of these, these traits, 
they've to give you an idea of how far the power curve is extended now, they've not only had to boost those chapter tactics, they've had to go on ahead and just say, we'll just give it to everything. Yeah. And that's uh, that's a pretty big thing. Now, we might still see some point increases across the board on some things where taking those into account, you know, kind of like the repulsor, the, the executioner, sorry, mm-hmm. received a point increase. That's probably in light of these rules. That, that's pro- it, like the best thing I can think of is, that they just tone that thing down a little bit with some of these rules, like the exploding sixes and things like that. But, uh, you know, I got to think that Raven guard sticks out as the obvious one where, you know, they, they've kept them and alpha Legion almost in lockstep with each other, not just with their strats, but with their, their chapter tactics. And, you know, when they updated the, the infiltrating ability of alpha Legion, they did the same with Raven guard. And, um, you know, I have to imagine that rate, uh, that Alpha Legion's going to get the similar treatment here, where everything will will at least be able to be in cover, but you know, getting that minus one is going to require a little bit of extra effort uh, in movement. Yeah, um, which is actually interesting. That so of all the different chapters listed here, Ultramarines more or less stayed the same. Everyone else got a massive buff, and then Raven Guard got really a, a flat nerf, a punch um, on the face, basically. Yeah, which is. I think good uh, Raven guard and alpha legion are just worth the, the obvious choice. There's no reason to take anything else unless you're taking Gilliman or Abaddon really. Yep. Um, and so I, I'm happy that they're finally toning them down because, uh, and yeah. I hope that this is indicative of what they're going to do with the other minus one to hit armies because they are just so overplayed because the yeah. a sixteen percent increase on your survivability against ranged across the board is yeah you gotta you gotta huge. imagine that the difference that happens there is essentially mm-hmm. at minus one to hit it means fewer hits get through which means fewer fewer wounds get through which means you have to take fewer saves yeah. with cover it doesn't affect how many hits get through how many wounds get through it only affects what you can do to save the wounds you know how many wounds you're gonna take which that's a huge effectiveness across the board, like on everything. And it's not just what type of weapons are shooting you. It's just across the board on everything. Now it really pegs that back quite a bit. Now you can still get it in some cases, but you've got to go, you know, you've got to be in cover uh, and you've got to be 12 inches away at least. Uh, so that, yeah. that at least gives you a little bit of a, you know, it's not totally decimating it, but you know, there's still, you know, it, with how boards kind of work, it, it it gets interesting unless you have like ruins or levels you can stand on or things like that. So, yeah. Uh, one of the other legions that kind of is kept in lockstep are the Iron Warriors and the Imperial Fists. Um, obviously, in this infinite siege, uh, fortify siege, fortify siege, um, they essentially have with Imperial Fists given them just that extra six to score. A, uh, that additional hit, I imagine they'll probably do the same with Iron Warriors. I actually don't agree. No? Nope. Um, I actually expect uh, Iron Warriors to get the uh, third ability off of the Iron Hands uh, mm. trait, where they double the number of remaining wounds versus the damage tables. But combined with their ability to But combined with the ability to recover. Effectively, so Imperial Fists and Iron Warriors, uh, them both sharing the Ignore's Cover thing is perfectly in line with sort of each of them being a very siege-focused army. However, the Iron Warriors don't really care about Bolters, um, whereas they're more about their big war machines. And uh, I'm actually hoping that with the... If they do get their own supplement, they actually get some are like honest to goodness artillery pieces um, like allow them to take guard or like, like basilisk. A, a basilisk or just something i mean that, freaking that would uh, be death guard get artillery that would be pretty cool <laughs> yeah uh one of the other things i think is, so we i talked a little bit about this with black templars and in, in that their ability to their re-roll, the way they reworded the re-roll, I think mm-hmm. this is where they could really help world eaters. Um, I, and I think if, if I was kind of reading between the lines, here's what I think they'll probably do. They'll reword the world eaters so that they can re-roll one or both dice for a charge. That's yes. their legion trait in addition to getting a bonus attack on the charge. Um, the other thing I think they could do is with 
now the, what's interesting is you have the icon, uh, the corn icon that's out there, which I, I think I forget what it is. That's not the icon of despair, but uh, maybe it's the icon of wrath. Um, I think that will still remain the same uh, because you can give that pretty much legion wide to anything that's corn. Uh, and just taking the banner for 10 points um, shouldn't give you like the same, I think, fluff or the flavor that you get out of the chapter tactic, which will be, or the Legion trait, which will be a one or both kind of thing. Um, yeah. Do you think they could use maybe that feel no pain kind of like Black Templars get? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll turn, so I don't think they'll do the carbon copy thing, especially with how much they're packing into these chapter tactics that seems like sort of a cop-out other than the Alpha Legion Raven Guard thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd actually like the World Eaters to retain, effectively get their shock troop plus their built-in plus one attack and then just gain the ability to reroll charge. Um, as much as they uh, yeah. have this, this sort of anti-psychic stuff, that's not actually the their... their main thing whereas black templars hate psychers so bad they don't even keep navigators and just sort of jump (laughs) blindly into the warp because the emperor protects well that kind of makes sense too because if you think about their combat against other psychic powers you know black templars with a five up feel no pain that kind of becomes their defense versus with world eaters you've got a little bit more than that yeah i think you've got like the brass collar and Mm -hmm. uh got the ability to take corn demons who really don't like psychers um stuff like that um so the one the one legion i think that's in there there's two of them basically that i think are in the most trouble right now night lords and ward bearers (laughs) yeah um where do you where do you start with these guys like has anything that's been in here seemed to have some kind of a light for them so Night Lords actually um, of the loyalist chapters, the ones that they're the closest to are actually white scars. And I'm hoping that Night Lords will gain a sort of the ability to hit and run sort of like mm-hmm. the white scars have. Yeah, that's very um, much their thing. Too, right? While keeping the s- s- leadership shenanigans that they actually have, they already have. Yeah. Word bearers are, well, they're, they're, they've always been in a rough spot. So the thing about word bearers currently is that literally all their legion trait does is give them and they shall know no fear. That's yeah. all it does. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that they, I, I don't even know what you do for word bears because like iconically they're, they're big, like fluff wise, their big thing is they bring massive legions of just regular chaos space Marines. Mm-hmm assault and shoot sort of equally. And then they bring lots of dark apostles and they summon demons. Like the, technically they already all already do those things, but designing a Legion trait that sort of represents that um, is a little iffy. I think it's hard to do without going overboard. Right. Yeah. Cause like none of these other chapter tactics really encompasses their thing. Um, maybe a feel no pain type thing from to represent their zealous like zeal or whatever. You know, that's kind of a mm-hmm. double positive there. But you also uh, really are battling the whole morale thing, and that you you're you're punished for doing what the legion would yes. what they're built to do is take big units. So it's almost like they need they need a mechanism of some kind to reward you for taking bigger units. Um, maybe yeah. the ability to split them up. Or you know, remerge them or mob up, kind of like what boys do. There, uh, so there actually is a uh, a legion, a I guess a craft world trait actually that does what I think that the world bearers should do. Effectively, replace their morale thing with the ability variable mount test with just you only ever lose one guy, uh, which is what a Yandin does, and I think. Okay. There are other armies that have that, that. would that would be damn good, actually. And then maybe give them uh, some other small bonus on top of that, and that encourages you to bring large units because you no longer have to worry about. Well, I lost ten guys. I'm, I'm going to lose a D six plus four mm-hmm. more guys. And you still have tied to traders with yeah. them, so you still have that. Um, so maybe it's a good time to segue from that into the most important legion of them all, which is the thousand sons and 
some of the things that I'm seeing seem to suggest I, I've got some ideas. Um, one of them being, I want to go straight to the stalker bolt rifle. Cause the big thing I've been thinking about is I think the, the damage increase on that from, from one to two is a really, really compelling idea for thousand sons with inferno bolters. Yeah. Um, now, I think there's a couple catches. I think a couple of the, First things that probably jump to your mind if you're a naysayer against that. You have rapid fire versus heavy one, okay? So first of all, the rapid fire on that, even if we consider them fully buffed up, a squad of 10 Rubric Marines, okay? Uh, fully buffed up, meaning you've used veterans, you've used prescience. Um, you, I mean, hell, you could you could even throw, you know, re-rolls of one in there as well if you really needed to. Uh, they're only going to kill at two damage apiece. They're only going to kill a rhino a turn. That's it. Now for 200 points, that's kind of what I would expect to have happen. You, you dump that many inferno bullet, bullets into something. Uh, yeah, that I can. I that doesn't pass the eye test for me. Uh, mm-hmm. The second thing is is their efficiency against regular uh, marines uh, doesn't get any better. Uh, against regular chaff and orcs doesn't get any better. It just simply makes their their bullets slightly better against two wound and up models. Um, you're gonna obviously you're gonna kill twice as many for for everything you target like terminators, uh, like bikes, uh, prim- primaris bikes, things like that. But I don't feel like that necessarily gets out of control without a point adjustment on them when you increase it to do damage. I mean, you consider you're already spending more for these guys, eleven points more for a squad of five versus a squad of five intercessors. And by the way, intercessors have two wounds apiece. So, mm-hmm. so I look at that and I say, you know what? I, I feel like that's kind of a fair trade. So Mike, tell me how I'm wrong. I mean, I, I'm actually inclined to agree with you here. Um, the Inferno bolters have always felt kind of toothless. Um, and especially with the stalker bolt rifle, getting the damage increase on a, a another troops choice that is cheaper at longer range. Yeah. I I, I kind of feel that the Thousand Sons need something to uh sort of make up the difference. Um also I guess this on a related note, the Stalker bolt rifle is now one of the single best weapons in the game for its points at <laughs> deleting rubric marines. Yes it is. <laughs> yes it is. Enter in Scarabacult Terminator. Scarabacult um it's an yep. excellent weapon, especially if with the right chapter tactic. Yep. Um, so essentially you're saying that an army of intercessors with stalkers and an army of rubric Marines with upgraded infernal bolts would just be a pile of dead bodies left and right, basically. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, really, I, I kind of feel that the, they are games workshop is, actually paying attention to what's seeing play and that's very much decided what is getting actually used and so i'm hoping well, they, that now that uh, thousand suns have been sort of cut off from chaos as a whole in regards to list writing they'll actually make an effort at um remedying some of the issues that we see with um certain units you, you never see play um like uh, the Demon engines, for instance, were very, very popular in previous editions. Um, and now I haven't seen one on the table in almost a year. And Thousand Suns with demon engines still have a problem in that they have nothing that really benefits them, yeah. except for their psychic spells, which I'd rather use that on everything else, right? I get, mm-hmm. no, I get no real benefit out of it. Um, like I don't have a Lord Discordant, which obviously was made to buff them. And even regular Space Marine or Chaos Space Marine armies you practically see nobody taking demon engines now. They just take three Lord Discordants and call it a day. Yeah, I mean, the, the Lord Discordant is effectively the best parts of every other demon engine rolled into one with plus one exactly. to hit. So they've got a problem <laughs> there, and I think I think Death Guard probably shares in the same aspect of that, where they don't, it's the same thing with them. They don't have anything, they, they don't really get a benefit on those demon engines either. Yeah. Whereas Chaos Space Marines, you can at least say, well, you got the Lord Discordant now, and he buffs those things. Great, we can't take that. Yeah. So, so that, I think that's one area they have to figure out, but let's say they apply our Legion trait to everything as it is. That's not doing us any good either because we don't have any, we don't have any psychers on anything other than yeah. our troops. So, so I, I think we're sort of in a wait and see 
point yeah. because with everyone get all the loyalist chapters getting their own supplements, I'm hoping that that means that they'll start to get sort of more specialized units in the case of the uh, codex chapters. So like not blood angels, dark angels or um, space wolves who already have their own units. Um, and if they do, that'll be a fantastic indicator of the chaos legions getting sort of more, uh, of their classic um, units that they've sort of lost, like the the, the Sonic Dreadnought yeah. or the Thousand Suns Dreadnought. Um, Let's get to that in a second, because I have a I have something that I want to bounce off you. Yeah, this is crazy talk, but what if they gave all his dust to everything? That would be amazing, and actually would work um, as for the non demon engine vehicles at the very least. And not cultists too. Like, oh yeah, no- uh, obviously cultists That's, wouldn't get it. And but Zangors that would be in line. Either. Maybe I could see Zangors getting it, but I could, I could, I could live with the fact that no, they don't get it. They're just they're cheap enough as it is. Um, yeah. But if you just said everything else in the codex, your hell brutes, your predators, your rhinos, your land raider, your hell drake, your demon engines, Magnus. I mean, everybody would get that. Magnus all of a sudden would get a little bit of a benefit, like. The, the way you kill Magnus basically is just hit him with lots of saves. Um, yeah. You know, really big saves. You, you're pretty good at that. Like you could take three or four Bane blade shots to him. Great. Uh, I can make three or four saves and use a command point to save the last one. Yeah. Um, Alternatively, just give them back the old Mark of Zinch. Um, uh, so all this dust is, is, is great in that it, I mean, it applies to regular saves too, but a four up invuln save was never the like the bad difficult part about playing thousand suns um and giving the entire army a plus one to invuln saves is i think actually a little more iconic of what the thousand suns have always been even the cultists Mm -hmm. are shielded by zinc so that's that gets interesting because then magnus has a three up invuln yeah i mean i don't think that's I don't think that's too overpowered. I agree. I don't think that's too crazy because you still have to get them across the board. Yeah. He's still going to take a lot of shots. Yeah. Knights get a three up in Vuln for a pennies. Um, Gilliman. Can can Knights still get to a three up in Vuln? Is it capped at four now? I think they're capped at four. Oh. But, well, in in the. flip side of that a knight doesn't have to cross the table a knight can sit there all game and just blast you from the other side of the table yeah a lord of change can get a three up off of the impossible robe i i I don't think a three up invuln save is a deal breaker on magnus and giving a four up to the base thousand suns units and a six up to everyone else yeah and uh, without something like without something like the the bodyguard terminators that the, the the death guard has to me, that seems fair because right now, Thousand Suns have nothing to keep them alive. That's why yeah. you don't see play, and everybody I see who tries them out just comes back and is just like, "I'm just putting you back on the shelf now, and yeah. I'll wait until you better." I think a lot of units in the Thousand Suns range, in particular, have sort of been relegated to. Well, if I'm here to like play a fun game, I'll bring these, but um, they just can't compete because they either aren't survivable enough or they don't deal enough damage to sort of mitigate the amount of survivability they have. It's the power curve too. Cause yeah. if you remember in the late seventh edition, when thousand suns first came out, their big thing was they would, well, hell we can go index land. Their thing was they could reroll ones on invuln saves yes. uh, or just reroll ones on saves or something like that. It was invuln saves, but yeah. On, on invuln saves. But at the end of the day, if you think about it, that, that actually made the army pretty damn good on their own feet. But then when they released the codex, they got rid of that. And they went straight to the, okay, well, now he can reroll ones and things like that. The problem is, how common is a reroll one now to hit? It's super common. Yeah. So now you're looking Pretty at guys. Pretty much everyone like, has it. Yeah, everybody's got it. And for cheap, like 70 points on a Chaos Lord or, you know, a captain in a Space Marine army. So yeah. you're going to tell yeah. me that, that that reroll one on Magnus is that powerful now? He's not even around the army. He goes in like, you know, goes in like Captain Hulk there and, and tries to, bl- mm-hmm. you know, blast everything on his own. And yeah. You know, I the thing I keep coming back to is when you look at that, isn't Aramon essentially the role of a chapter master too? Yeah. And don't chapter masters give re-roll everything? Yes. And Gilliman re-rolls everything and wounds, right? Uh, everything, and I think it's re-roll ones on wounds. 
I thought it was reroll hits and wounds, which is what made his multiplier so ridiculous. Let me check. And if well, that being the case, why does Magnus only reroll ones to hit? Like you're telling me he can't multiply a force better than a captain or a or a chaos lord? I mean that to me okay. that feels like the rest of the game moved on and being early on in the codex cycle really hurt them. Yeah. So Gilliman's thing is as thus. So his a bunch bubble that affects all Imperium units when they reroll once. Yep. Then he has a six inch bubble that affects all ultramarines that is reroll all failed hit and wound rolls. Which is dumb. It's yeah. dumb how good that is. And he's cheaper than Magnus, and he can't be targetable. Yeah. Um, whereas Magnus, well... Reroll ones. And you can reroll ones in the psychic phase. Woohoo! You know, they released a 100-point fortification that we can take that gives the same thing, and, and its aura expands every turn. And, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, it's not reroll once in the psychic phase. It's reroll any failed psychic tests. So yeah. I just kind of feel like the power curve has escaped Thousand Suns. And these kind of things need to be thought about. And the fact that I'm okay with Aramon getting a points increase. Like if he costs as much of, as you know, he would on a disc, but then he gives reroll failed hits to everything. That's fair. He, he's, he's like the chapter master of the thousand sons. He should give that. Yeah. So really Magnus's thing. Uh, so I guess one thing that's different between Magnus and Gilliman is so Magnus lets you reroll ones to hit and any ones as part of a psychic test within nine. Mm-hmm. I, I really think all they need to do is change the reroll hits to just reroll hits, period, and that'd be fine. Because mm-hmm. rerolling ones on psychic tests is fantastic. Um, oh yeah, you could leave that just the same. Just give them reroll yeah. failed hits, and I, that makes total sense at that point. Yeah, and then Aramon should be just reroll hits as well, and then that would put him in the role of chapter master. And he probably um, deserves a little bit of a point bump for that. True. Oh, yeah. Probably only a reroll one factored in, and he's already pretty dang good. But you know, to to bump his points up for that, I think is worth it. And now, if you think about it, your exalted sorcerers take on that that regular captain role, mm-hmm. and it actually gives you a reason to well, exactly. actually to decide exalted sorcerer or Aramon. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, you know, the other there. There's other things that they could be, you know, looking at doing, especially when it comes to some of the other units. And I know the one thing that has always kind of bothered a lot of folks is the fact that we can't, like, the Assyrian Dreadnought can't really be taken. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that really bothers me about this is I actually saw reading in a lot of the lore that, do you know who designed the Assyrian? I mean, I'm guessing he's big and he's red. Yeah, Magnus. So if Magnus designed the damn thing and he knows how to build them, and why do have Thousand Sons still have Contemptor Dreadnoughts, evidently. Apparently. <laughs> why, why, why can't he just strap on some Assyrian mojo and uh, make life yeah. again? I mean, hell, you could make it, you could even give it a little point increase, make it a psyker, um, give it just one attempt, get, restrict it to just the Thousand Sons psychic tree. Um, but you know, make it make it just basically the contemptor with that, and yeah. that's it. That's it. That's really all it is. May- okay, maybe you give it a four sword because that's what the Osirians have. That that big yeah. force that they all had that. But great, that's not ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, I just hope that they they see the sense in that and realize that that would make a lot of people very very happy if we could just take that naturally like that. Yeah, and I'm hoping what they eventually do, assuming that the codex plus supplement thing works out is they actually do the same thing fully with chaos that way whenever they change units profiles that are unique effectively not unique it changes everyone as opposed to effectively at the moment because of the interconnectedness of the various codexes if they want to change the a profile for a given unit it's a giant pain in the butt to yeah. change it for everyone because then you have to make pdfs and you have to print them out and it's a, mm-hmm. it's annoying mm-hmm. yep for um, sure but um yeah that is kind of a a, a sore topic because you, it's 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 going to be tough for them because i i don't see how they reprint the thousand suns codex mm-hmm. uh, 
but we'll get a giveaway in how they treat probably dark angels and, and blood angels and, and the folks who got the similar treatment on the loyalist side, yeah. if they get just a sub. So it's known right now based on things that have been posted on Facebook that the dark angels and the other standalone codex armies from the loyalist side are not going to be receiving any updates to their chapter tactics. So in lieu of that, that probably is going to fall right in line with Thousand Suns in the same manner that they probably won't touch that, which is perfectly fine. And all the ideas we've talked about here tonight, they don't have to. Um, There are things that they can do to, you know, help the army in other ways. But um, it's going to be tough to see what they do to really help them catch up, I guess, to the rest of the uh, the rest of the armies. Yeah. But in any case. I think the one thing we can agree to, Mike, is that Magnus did nothing wrong. Magnus did nothing wrong.